is extraordinary. McLaren now in the lead, but Mercedes very close behind. Can they take it? No, McLaren are onto the flight to the Middle East. Now all they need to do is make that connecting ferry to Southern Europe. No, wait, Mercedes are on the flight to France. Can they do this? They've been blocked by volcanic ash. This is extraordinary. They're having to land in Italy. Who will reach their factory first? Whatever you say about Formula One 2010, you can't say it isn't exciting. Although I have been wearing the same underpants for about four days now. Welcome to On Speed. I'm Gareth Jones. He's Zog. Hello. He's Richard. Hello. I hope this is working because we're using a new machine today and I, I don't know if this is actually recording. I mean, I, we could just... Yeah. The red lights are all on, so I think we're looking good. Yeah. yeah. yeah it sounds like... quite weird in my head, but then I, I realised that a lot of things... <laughs> a lot of things sound... <laughs> are you still hearing those voices, Richard? Yeah, I am. Yeah. And th- today I was determined that there was once a major high street bank that sent out customers of other banks... A small box with a carrot in it to try and attract their custom. The idea was, you know, the carrot and the stick uh, yeah, kind of yeah. thing. But there was a postal strike when they sent them out. <laughs> oh. And what they actually did, customers have gone, oh, there's something from another bank that I'm not with at the moment. I wonder what it is. Oh, it's a rotting vegetable. <laughs> I'm not going to join them. Now, I'm convinced One that One of the less happened. successful campaigns. And yet, nobody I know has ever heard of this. So Normally. I think I might have made it up. It could be an urban if myth. I anyone if... out there knows this story, please, please get in touch, because <laughs> I want it to be true. And I don't know how I'd have invented something like that. It's a bit weird. But only if you've got some actual real sort of documentary evidence that yeah, can like this the happened. box just, that the just... rotten carrot arrived in when you went. I'm not joining exactly. those bunch of. B- I don't even know which bank it was. That's the thing I don't want to say because I might get it wrong in this story that I've made up. I've just remembered something. This programme's about cars, isn't it? Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Well, let's see if we can do something about that then. My name is Gareth Jones, and I admit I was wrong about something in F1. Go on. What well. If you listen carefully to the show, if you're one of those people who wants to go back and listen to these shows repeatedly, and I hope such people do exist, you will hear that at some point in the past I said very emphatically, I think it's a mistake, Jensen going to McLaren. It's Lewis's team. He's embedded in yep, there. Yep. He's, he's a great racer. He's really going to struggle against Lewis. The only thing mm. he's got going for him, Jensen, is his beautiful smoothness which can help the tyres I'm not doubting his racing abilities but I am astonished that Jensen is doing so well at McLaren yeah. well enough to have won two races where Lewis hasn't so far and what a race China was to win woo well, I mean, the thing is, I think we were all kind of agreeing with you when you said that. I was reading one of the F1 pundits online this week who finished his little blog or whatever by saying, and of course, this is one in the eye for all those naysayers who said Lewis would do no good at McLaren. And I just thought, actually, there's no need for that because it was the obvious conclusion to yeah. draw. And yeah. if... if it, sorry, did I say Lewis? I meant Jensen, but if Jensen would struggle at McLaren... Well, yeah, 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 well, well, well done. Self-editing now. Yeah, well, well done. And I thought, well, if actually Button had been struggling at McLaren, he'd have finished it with going, well, of course, as I said, along with many commentators, he was going to struggle. It's just like there's no need for this sort of smugness. And so here, let's say, mm. we're all holding our hands up and saying we were wrong. Cause Absolutely, it's doing wrong. Yeah. So you know what? I, I, I hate it when people obviously pay attention to this show because I had somebody on Twitter on a Sunday after the race who called me on the fact. I saw that. Saying yeah, that, um, mentioning it on the show. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just not make predictions anymore. 
ever. Oh, all right, let's. Because that's the thing. I mean, in fairness, let's say one thing about Hamilton, which is that, yes, he seems to be having a slightly more torrid time of it, but the way that he drove in Sunday's race was extraordinary. He was closing on button. And this is the thing. That That was a hell of a drive. The last race was a particularly great example. Fantastic to see the two of them racing the way they are, McLaren and McLaren are letting them race. I mean, they actually said, Whitmarsh said, there were no instructions for the drivers at the end of the race. They were racing each other up to the end. You know, I dare say they were being sensible enough not to take too many chances, but... They were pushing it. But this is the thing. You had Button, another beautiful, gorgeous, smooth, well-judged, beautifully yeah. judged drive. The word uh, that keeps being used at the moment in the way that he's driving is mature. Well, yeah, and, and, yeah. and not it, in it that is, kind of old is. man not, not in, in a Peugeot way. kind of way yeah. where but, they're crawling along, getting in your way. But <laughs> he just knows when to make calls. The thing, you know, with tyres and stuff like that, yeah. it's just his experiences coming through now. Yeah, and then you've got Lewis, the charger, making sort of repeated blitz after blitz through the field. Yeah. Well, that stuff you in know, the pit lane, let's talk about that, because that wow. was ace. Oof. I'm sorry, but that I mean, was brilliant. What was your take on that? I mean, cause I thought I, it was fantastic. Hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. There were at least three events in the pit lane that we could talk about yeah. well, was uh, it Alonso pipping Massa on the way in that yeah. was a bit cheeky <laughs> yeah. was it was it was Lewis, it Lewis and doing Vettel? the same to Vettel on yeah. the way in on the, the way pit. in and then the way out yeah yeah, yeah. presumably you're talking about the McLaren the third, but it was on the way out it was, yeah, yeah, it, it, was, yeah. it was yeah it was Hamilton and Vettel on the way yeah. out of the pits what would you take on that well as, uh, it was hard to tell on the telly but as far as I could work out he wasn't that close to any other mechanics now I don't know what it was like in real life if he was getting close to the mechanics well then silly boy shouldn't do that because they're people and you don't want to hit people him but as in Hamilton rather as in than Hamilton who yeah. was on the inside who was on the yeah. garage yeah. side but as it was just these two young proper racers you know the people who just can never let go of that will never just go all oh, right after you they're proper driven racing drivers and the fact that they were really going for it there and I was thinking if the FIA penalized this it's because it's too interesting mm. that's the thing because they can't have I mean it's like what this, this is what we should be looking for not where they're racing everywhere even in the pits for God's sake it's fantastic in the past I've said that you know F1 races shouldn't have too much overtaking it devalues how difficult it is but I can't remember a race with as much passing as this and I can't remember a more exciting race. It was great to see Lewis fighting with Schumacher and Schumacher giving an absolutely, you know, beautiful example of just how to position your car so as not to give the other guy room which worked for quite a while until Lewis did find his way through but that was a great little great little and And then the other thing was Lewis's move on uh, was it Vettel when Vettel was taking the Force India and you could see he he anticipated having a hold other up so good put his car there and then took two cars at once but just going back to Schumacher because I just something else that I wanted to say about him in that race and generally this season you know there's been a lot of reporting saying well what was the point in him coming back silly old man having a terrible time he's rubbish now mm-hmm. and and it's very easy to laugh about that because it is quite amusing that I think everyone thought he'd come in and just be there in top three podium every time now it's obvious the car isn't quite up to scratch but no. the way that he's driving a below par car is as far as I'm concerned classic Schumacher like you say, the little sort of subtle making the car, as, as Martin Brundle will say, as wide as possible. Yeah. All that stuff. The way that he drove that race in Shanghai, and he came in 10th, he got a point. I mean, fair yeah, play, I mean, in a fairly lousy car, by the way. On the other hand, he yeah. is, I would on say. On the other hand, Nico has had like two third, fourth well, that's places. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, in the yeah. same equipment. I would be one of the first to defend Schumacher as a driver. His abilities are extraordinary. I think I've said on this show, I was never a Schumacher fan because I was a Damon Hill fan. And yeah. Schumacher 
Schumacher always represented the enemy. But Evil. you cannot fault his racecraft and his mm. willingness to mm -hmm. get mm -hmm. the job done. And I think the opportunity for Schumi to shine over the season will come when it's a great tactical race and he has to play the end game which he does so well with Braun yeah. but on a sheer lap by lap speed basis at the moment Zog's favourite Nico is showing Shumi the way and Shumi mm, shed some light true. on this he's talked about a rear wing solution that Nico was more happy with than I was happy with so there's something about the nature of these new cars which is preventing Shumi at the moment from getting the most out of it I think that will change when they get to Barcelona I do I do I think they'll have such a fundamental update to the cars bearing in mind Shumi's influence because a lot of that car was developed without Shumi's influence yes. uh, that it will tailor his needs it was the same when he went to Ferrari in oh 96 was it he went to Ferrari first year first half of the year in that John Barnard car it was a pig halfway through the year they put the high nose on they tailored it to Shumi's sort of very pointy front end yeah and he was unstoppable can I just say one thing Please stop calling him Shuey. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he's not your friend. You don't go for a pint with him, and you're not Australian. Would you? So there's no excuse. His name is Michael Schumacher. Would you Sh wouldn't call him Mike, would you? My, my, It'd be weird. His name is Michael Schumacher. You wouldn't call him Mike. That would be strange. Hello, Schumacher's Halser. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Don't call me Mike. But Mike, I'm your brother. Exactly. I want to talk about the relationship between Lewis and Jensen again. Because something fundamental happened at this last race. I think Lewis is evolving, right? He's, he's growing away from his dad, as we all do. When Story this week, uh, that they're not speaking. No. Don't know really? how true that is. I mean, it was, it was something that was on the Autocar website. Who knows? Where does this stuff come from? I don't well, know. Well, it's car rather than tabloids. So well, exactly. That's the thing. You'd, you'd believe they're fairly well informed. And it did actually have a quote from Hamilton brackets Lewis who, who said yeah I haven't spoken to my dad for a couple of weeks um, and it's a bit like well actually I'm thinking about it I haven't spoken to my dad for about 10 days but then he's never managed me so I suppose it's a bit different <laughs> plus you know you, you know you haven't you haven't been involved in a major race in the last few days and haven't no. Been this, oh, how did no, we go no, no. and I'm fairly confident my dad will ring me in the next couple of days because you know he'll want to talk about the weather and stuff like dads do yeah. so it's okay but that's the thing Anthony Hamilton doesn't want to ring Lewis and say oh it's been warm hasn't it well it's inevitable. It's just, it's sort of um, can we call it Jerry Halliwell syndrome, where you remember the Spice Girls? We're capable of doing anything. We leave our manager. We, yes. we've, we've had the biggest hit in the world. Lewis has achieved everything he set out to achieve with his dad. He won the yeah, world yeah. championship. His dad got in there. Having done that, you can see how both parties might consider wanting to prove themselves in their <laughs> it own. is classic yeah. it's classic band behaviour it isn't is, it yeah. Hamilton will be writing his own songs next and then we're really in trouble it's that, yeah. no I'm sorry I have confused him <laughs> with Boyzone um, <laughs> well, they, but, we, uh, but it is true is that if you're right we know how badly drop the manager we know how bad it goes when drivers start designing their own car <laughs> I mean, you know, that would be the equivalent wouldn't it just, just turning your back on everything and going yeah, I'm going to design my own car because I can do it better yeah. don't need management don't need anything I'm going to do it myself and then and, you're you in know, the bargain bin granted granted, <laughs> Jack, in this case, granted Jack Brabham could do it but uh, you know yes. everyone since then even uh, Fittipaldi of course was the, the Fittipaldi, Fittipaldi yeah, family the Copper Super team, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely awful well they were sponsored by Copper Super weren't they yeah. Yeah. anyway Copper um, Soup 
Copper Sucre, oh. the, the, the South American sugar company. Not Copper Sucre. Copper Sucre. Sponsored by Slade. It's your dream thing. Oh, it would be great happy. with a Slade F1 car sponsored by Copper Sucre. Oh, it'd be a Jensen, wouldn't it? That's the kind of glamour that Bernie wants to bring to us. <laughs> but every race, a different flavour. I mean, just think about it. Great. Okay, yeah, okay, well, I'm coming around to this idea. But Jensen and Lewis. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Jensen and yeah. Lewis. Something extraordinary happened between them, I think, in the last race. And it is a function of of Jensen and Lewis growing closer together and Lewis growing further away from his father. Mm. What's that on Lewis's chin? There, a there's a bit beardy, of growth He's got there. a bit, a bit. Yeah. Who is the most beardy F1 driver with a drive apart at from the Nick moment? Heifel, apart from Nick Heifel. Apart from Nick Heifel, who's almost certainly Viking, I would say. Mm. It's Jensen. Jensen yes. is swampy. It's clear that Jensen is leaving such an impression with Lewis, that Lewis feels he's got to do what Jensen does now. A bit of hair and the face. Like it's Jensen. quite sweet, really, People isn't it? People will love me again. <laughs> yeah. How did that happen? But it's happened once before as well, I think. Shoe Stop it. <laughs> Michael Schumacher. Uh, what colour did he paint his helmet after Eddie Irvine stopped racing with it? Shoe's helmet was always what colour? Before, uh, bef- well, he, he, he changed to red. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought he had that, a green and yellow one, didn't he? No, Shoei's helmet, he drove for Benetton, the car was green and yellow. Oh, that's right. But he had a red, white, blue, black helmet. White helmet, blue patch with stars on the top, and a bit of the German flag on the side. That Shoei's mm. colours. A bit like uh, Barrichello's. But then when Eddie Irvine left Ferrari, what do you know? Suddenly Shoei's painting his helmet red. Like Eddie Irvine, sort of bright orangey red, mm. signal red. Anyway, mm. I think it was Violet who pointed out once that Michael Schumacher wants to be Eddie Irvine. Do you know, he, he right. was the opposite mm. ends of the cool spectrum. I know you think Eddie Irvine's not that cool, but in Grand Prix motor racing terms, he was a bit rock and roll. No, I, 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 I was think no. I just set the record straight before someone calls me on it on Twitter or something. That I think Eddie Irvine probably is quite a cool guy. I just thought he talked a lot of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can still be cool and talk a lot of. Sh- and, you know, I think a lot of people think maybe like Liam Gallagher's quite cool, but he talks a lot of. Sh- it's, it's a different sphere. My final bit of evidence that Michael Schumacher wants to be Eddie Irvine, apart from painting the red helmet in the way that Lewis <laughs> he changed his name to Michael O. Schumacher for a brief time. What's Michael Schumacher's oldest son called? Mick. Uh, <laughs> fact. Hello, Michael. I'm home. Top of the morning to you, Corinna. Morning? It's 7.30 in the evening. Bigger, so it is. Why are you talking like this? Like what, Jesus? Have a cup of the tea, so you will. Oh, Michael, not this again. Quiet, you big bollocks. I'm trying to have a pint of the old black stuff. Uh, that's balsamic vinegar. <laughs> ah, shoid. At the risk of repeating myself, my name is Gareth Jones and I'm wrong about something in F1. I was wrong about Vitaly Petrov. I didn't think Vitaly Petrov was the greatest driver in the world. He'd been admirable in, what was it, Formula Renault 3.5, I think he was in. And a bit of a sniff in GP2, but never great. But he's making those... Renault's go well. One of them go quite well, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, you know, Kubica's doing a 
good job in the other Renault, but you would expect Kubica, given a decent car, to put in a decent performance. Yeah. Not just a surprise. As you say, Petrov, mm. yeah, he's one of the surprises of the season, I think. And did well in the Chinese Grand Prix, put in a good performance, at least. In the face of the preceding week, stories coming out that... He'd been told to lose weight by the team. No, because really? he was too heavy for Actually, the car. Yes, too that, much yeah. caviar. Well, that's the thing. It's this. It's sort of. He doesn't look like a fatty. A not in, not no, in the sort not, of Montoya um, style. He's. <laughs> he looks just like a normal-sized man. But they're saying that every single kilo, every single gram counts because mm. of all the fuel and stuff. And now. weight distribution so, in the car. And weight distribution. Yeah. And they'd rather that the driver was a sort of fixed, lightweight component within the car. I would like to admit that I'm wrong about something else as well. Go on. I've forgotten what it is. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll come back to that. Hello, this is Mirkatli Petrov. There seems to have been some confusion in Formula One. Many people think I am worse driver than Philippe Masser, Mark Webber, Michael Schumacher. Well, it's an easy way to remember how good I am. Simply look at the result of Chinese Grand Prix and compare the driver.com. Simples. It was Vitaly Petrov I was also wrong about. I think you've done him. Yeah, yeah, but I was also wrong in another way about him. I was under the impression that that sort of slightly glamorous, um, late 50s woman who appears in the She's garage... not late 50s. 60s? <laughs> really? <laughs> She's I, younger, you I, say? I, th- I think you need your eyes testing. Have <laughs> you got a little bit of a crush on her, Zog? No, no, no. <laughs> no, she, no, she's got too much of that sort of stern Russian matron thing going on. Some but not, people but, like but, that. But not in a good way is all. You know, okay, I mean, it's right. just, just... Just checking. Is she his mum or is she his manager? I think she's his manager. I Do think. you know this for a fact? I don't know. No, I don't know this for a fact. I, I overheard somebody mentioning, as it say, something about managers. That's all I have to base it on. I haven't looked this up, but... I haven't looked her up. So really, it's, so really, I, it, it's a guess. Really, I, I don't know. Uh, I just think if she is his mum, then that's great because I can't remember an opportunity previously for a driver to bring his mum without dad and everything. I mean, Lewis brings the whole. He brings both his mums. I mean, that's showing off, isn't it? For the last race, uh, was it last season or the year before? Yeah, he had both his mums there. But I think, did, yeah. yes, it's usually, you usually see the dads, don't you? Yeah. Massa's dad, yes. yeah. uh, Anthony Hamilton, yeah. John, John Johnson, Heather, Button. John Button, um, yes, uh, and and didn't he look inconspicuous amongst the McLaren crowd at China, <laughs> wrapped in the Union flag? I mean, you know, you've got to love him, but he does stick out like a sore thumb amongst the slickness and the sort of calculating uh, yeah. approach and of long the way McLaren he crowd. Yeah. Not least because he gives us all a bloody good laugh. But fair play, he's always there, isn't he, in his sweaty pink shirt, and, and, and you can't fault him for it. I did quite like John Button, really. I've never met the bloke, but he's he's. Seems like a- I know Ron isn't dead. You know, Ron Dennis isn't dead. But in terms of McLaren, you're dead to me. You know, he's walked from the race team. But I just think if, if Ron was still around, there would be no way in the world he would allow John Button <laughs> in the McLaren garage. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Too greasy. So, um, <laughs> so back to where we started. I admit I was wrong about Button fitting in so well at McLaren and, and all those other things I was wrong about in F1. And long may F1 continue to surprise us that way, you know, if I was right about everything all the time, I'd be Jake Humphrey. I'm into that. <laughs>
<laughs> You've been listening to Gareth Jones on Speed. He was Richard. Goodbye. He was Zog. Goodbye. And I was the other one. Oh, that's wrong. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site or follow us on Twitter, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!